want you to know better, do better, and be better. This is Hair, Head, and Heart with your host, cosmetology instructor, industry advocate, and writer, Mary Reed Johnson. Thank you for joining me at Hair, Head, and Heart. My name is Mary Reed Johnson. This is a safe zone to discuss universal issues related to all ages, races, and communities. Today, I have a riddle for you. What does a duck, a school principal, a female veterinarian, and community development have in common? Think on that for just a second. Give up? Well, in this case, they were all part of a community gathering dedicated to showcasing companies who want to tie into the efforts and development around the Northside Association of Community Development in Kalamazoo, Michigan. This information will help anyone who has a startup business or is thinking about one, people who want to know how to expand their businesses, or even give you some ideas on how to protect the one that you do have. No matter where you are, you can benefit. I would especially like to take a moment to thank Maddie Jordan Woods, director of the NACD in Kalamazoo, and her VP of Business Development, James Lipsy, for providing me an opportunity to launch this venture and also for bringing together such an interesting group of local representatives. Let's start now. I am a cosmetologist and instructor in Minnesota, and in Minnesota, we're required by law to carry liability insurance. Let's take a minute and listen to Trevor Small, uh, one of the attendees at the Expo, to see what AFLEC has to offer. Thank you for joining us. This is Mary from Hairhead and Heart, and I am at the NACD Business Expo in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Who knew? It's a great, great thing and a great place. Um, they're talking today about business and how to grow your business, how to be better suited or prepared for your next step in business or if you're a startup things that you should consider things that you should uh, tie into and one of the things most businesses have and it might be an industry thing it might just be a personal need it's definitely smart for business to have insurance and I am here and privileged to talk to Trevor Small he is the district manager of AdFleck Midwest thank you for thank joining you. me it's nice to do this. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, again, it was, you had a great little booth out there. Maybe I'll take a video later. We'll see. Yeah. But, um, Trevor, tell us a little bit more about Athlet and what it offers. And before I before I have you do that, yeah. I'm going to say part of the reason I was really excited to have you here okay. is that I, as a small business person, when I own salons, yes. I mm. needed to have insurance for my workers. I wanted to have insurance for my workers. They could have their own you know, insurance and, and there was liability insurance that we require, you know, required to carry by um, the yes. state. Mm -hmm. But yours was very, very interesting because even when they left us, you were still able to take care of them with portable insurance. Yeah. Right? Um, so talk about that. If you well, yeah, very, I, thank you once again for the time. Um, just to set the standard straight, I think that quacking duck of Aflac, my boss, essentially, of a 30-second commercial, really doesn't do us justice. Um, but what, I like the duck. It, oh, it's amazing. Aflac. Yeah, it gets me in the door. <laughs> right. And I'm in your head. But they still think that, what, are you car insurance or what are you? Or if you're like major medical, you must be lots of money. And that's so not true. We're supplemental insurance, and what makes us the line in the sand is that we're not going to pay your doctors or your hospitals or your physicians or anyone else like that. AFLAC is going to give you the, the cash. 
we're going to pay you, giving you the luxury to decide what you want to spend that money on. Mortgage, rent, uh, food on the table, clothes on your kids. And I will say that you were quick. I've never had a need, mm -hmm. but I think I had one of the most just weird <laughs> uh, stylists every thing you know in her world just you know she, everything she touched just like exploded or whatever and at one point in time she actually needed the insurance and um they were really johnny on the spot and helped her affleck's currently right now the only insurance company that pays within one day and we're moving everything mobile nowadays you can walk out of a, of a hospital uh, take photos of your paperwork your discharge paper and if you submit that before three o'clock today it's in your bank account tomorrow morning Wow. It's a game changer. We're all living paycheck to paycheck. So to have that money immediately or to alleviate the stress as a business owner, as you once were, to you know kind of stop the buck there if they were to ask, can I have an advance on my check? And it's like, well, yeah, but if you had signed up for Affleck. That's right, yeah. You know, our number one policy is the paycheck protection, you know, protecting your income. I think everybody here out there and even people listening, we all have the ability to bring home an income. And whether you're solely dependent on what you bring home weekly or biweekly, or maybe you have a whole family that relies on the income that you bring home. And it's that scary question, how long can you go without a paycheck? Well, not very long for most people. Yeah. I think in, in the best case scenario, most people have six months set aside. And that's the very, very best scenario. That's if you're the fortunate. And I think statistically, that's not true. I mean, we are living the paycheck to paycheck less than us than have uh, more than half of us have less than $1,000 in our bank account. Right. And look at the deductibles nowadays, 8,000, 10,000, 12, and it's gonna continuously climb. Right. And that's what's great to have AFLAC here within the local small businesses, the local staple community, and let them know that, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you wanna start a, a company, you wanna bring more of the community together and create jobs. Well, at the same time, you can bring Aflac in, which costs nothing to the business because it's employee-sponsored. Yep, uh, and they can uh, choose their plans. Yeah. The reps that you have are amazing, Thank you. Uh, at least in Minnesota. Good, yeah, <laughs> good people. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Can you tell us, and, and we'll give you a chance again to um, put this at the end of our little uh, mm -hmm. information piece, but what's the best way for people to... Um, follow up and if they're interested in, in learning more about Affleck or having a rep come out, what's the best thing for them to do? Uh, you know, just searching through your local websites. Yeah, a, central, a, a simple Google search should do you fine. Okay. You know, Affleck, where's my local Affleck agent? I mean, and we know what Affleck sounds like, but can you spell it out for them? Sure. A-F-L-A-C. Awesome. Well, I put Affleck, Affleck, A-F-L-A-C. <laughs> yeah. dot com or dot org? It is dot com, yes. Okay. So you would go www.affleck.com. You'd see your familiar quacking duck, um, and he'd greet you. Awesome. Now, one thing about the expo today. Yes. Um, tell us uh, what is everybody kind of is going to get a question on, on what is most important to them. Uh, and so what's your question today? Um I, I think the question I have is the dreams do you what dreams do you have for your future? Okay. And how does that tie in? What's um and your answer is what dreams do I have for my future? There's so many different dreams. I think you gotta be a dreamer. Absolutely. That's number one. And you have multiple dreams or just be a goal setter. Um and, and break whatever dream you have or how big it may be into little baby pieces so you can keep continuously, you know, being a success. 
yeah. until you get what you want. That reminds me of the adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's very, I love that. All right. Well, you may use it. And I just appreciate you being here. Okay. Um, Thank and you. Um, everybody go to Affleck, A-F-L-A-C. Yes, correct. .com. And um, if you're in, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, you know. Look this me up. Is, yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Thanks again for being here, Trevor. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. And again, you're going to meet uh, Trevor Small, or you can connect with Trevor Small by just going to Affleck.com. A phone number that you could use is 269-870-8325. Actually, that's a fax, and his cell number is 630-747-1411. We'll continue our discussions with uh, the people who attended the special gathering for uh, Expo uh, business uh, people in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I'd like to thank Maddie Jordan Woods, Director of NAD, NACD Kalamazoo, and her VP of Business Development, James Lipsley, for giving us this opportunity. Now, you may be ready to transition from one job to another. And let me tell you, exit strategies are quite a process. So we're going to next hear from a woman who was a former school principal, Charmaine Eccles. She makes it work for herself with her company called Kimberlite. And we'll join Charmaine and learn all about uh, some of the adventures and some of the things that she has done to help transition. Thank you. This is Mary Reed from Hair, Head, and Heart. And we're going to do our uh, continuing segment from NACD Business Expo in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And for those of you who are not aware of what Kalamazoo is, it is a Midwestern town. And there are a lot of people who are doing great, great things. And one of the gyms that I met with at the expo today is Charmaine Eccles. And she has a company called Kimberlite, or actually a series of, of books that are dedicated to developing young black women and, a prog and programs related to it. So I just want to thank you for being here today, Charmaine. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this one, but I'm going to say, what made you know that this was an important thing to do? Well, deep within my heart, I've always felt a need for helping students learn more about who they are as individuals. As a principal and a teacher for over 36 years, an educator in the Kalamazoo oh, Public Schools. Stop right there. How were you educating for 36 years? You barely look like you made that. <laughs> Whatever she's doing, people, do it. <laughs> she looks amazing. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm sorry, I, I digress. That's okay. Thank you for that. Um, I found out that there was a piece that was missing um, with all the work that I did with students who had difficulties knowing who they are as individuals. And so the passion was to develop a series that would help them to draw out their unique talents, their unique abilities of who they are as individuals in the world so that they could give that gift and talent back to build upon and to be better humans and better society. humans and and contributors to society yes. and know that um, that is what they're that they that's in them. And so bringing that out. Um, when, like, is there a particular age group that you like to start them at? Or, well, the book itself, um, can you show your book? Sure. This is the book. In My Own Shoes, The Adventures of Kimberlite. 
And uh, grades K through five have enjoyed reading the series. I've worked with middle school and high school, believe it or not, okay. because they so much enjoy the, the portraits, the pictures, and then the journey that Kimberlite goes on. Wow. And what types of adventures does she have? Well, her first adventure is to find the true diamond. And so within herself, she begins to think, I believe if I put my best foot forward, I can make it to find that true diamond. So she goes on this great adventure. And looking for the diamond. Looking for the diamond. And where did she find the diamond? Or she, do we have to get the book to well, find out? Well, you have to get the book to find out. Oh. But I can tell you, it has a happy ending. We like that. I appreciate that. Kimberlite, where did you come up with the name? Well, Kimberlite actually means diamond. Wow. Okay. This is a good thing. So I love it. It's all about the diamond and the diamonds in you and the diamonds around you. Yes. And we're surrounded by many. And again, that's why I'm at the NACD today because there's so many people who have wonderful ideas, contributions to society. They may be where they want to be, but probably not. I mean, there's always room to grow. So I appreciate you. So we know that the book is available. What other things do you do? Well, basically, I do go to schools, and I have an author's kit that I put together that goes with the social studies curriculum. So whichever district I'm in, I kind of find my pathway there to help them to understand their true selves. So one of the things I do is go out in the community, I go to art fairs, I go to book fairs, and I share the adventures of Kimberlite. I love it. I um, have some granddaughters. They could probably look like Kimberlite. But don't, don't, I love your graphics. Did you do those? Uh, the graphics were done by a friend of mine, illustrated by Laura Braley, and she is working uh, with me on my second book. Oh. So we're going to find out the next adventure that Kimberlite goes on. This is exciting. When, when was your first book published? The first book was published October 2016. Okay. So it's... She's on the girl. She's She's ready to go on her next adventure. Oh, this is wonderful. What other, um, like, before we go further, I guess we should have a way that people can connect with you. Oh, definitely. So can you give us some contact information or what's the best way we could reach you? You could reach me. You can go to www.adventuresofkimberlite.com, and that's my website. I am on Facebook, Kimberlite. So you just type in my name, Charmaine Eccles. And you'll find my Facebook page for Kimberlite. You can get information there. Okay. And spell Kimberlite for people like me. Yes, Kimberlite is K-I-M-B-E-R-L-I-T-E. Awesome. I love it. I even love how you present. You're just amazing. I see over there there are some extra ditties, some, some recognition that you've received. And, you know, bear in mind that you don't need someone else to give you an accolade or to stroke your ego or to, you know, just put you in whatever box, even if it's a good box, you can be comfortable in choosing what, you know, what path you've been led to be on and walk it out and uh, things come to you from there. um, But if you would share with us some of your accolades. Well, the first accolade that I have is from my honor society at Western Michigan University where I graduated. They actually did an article on mm. Kimberlite and myself nice. uh, as part of one of their award systems. And then the second one that I have here is DKG, that's Delta Kappa Gamma, 
And it's a society of women that I'm with. It's an international group. Mm -hmm. And within this group, I actually won the Short Stories Humanities Award. Wow. And so my book right now, Kimberlite, will be in Austin, Texas, on display for six months. And then after that, it'll be archived forever. I love it. This is a person who is about doing whatever it takes. And so um, the process of becoming an author, the process, I mean, it's, it's not impossible. And it's probably a little bit easier than it was 10 years ago because, there, you know, the doors were just so closed. And if it wasn't already an established um, topic, then it just was overlooked. Yes. And so, our, you know, there's black girls everywhere, black, brown, right. and whatever. And so um, young, developing people need to know these things. We need to put good into our kids yes. so we can expect good to come out. That's right. And so I just appreciate you, you know, going that extra mile. And um, one of the things we're doing today is asking people about a question or a topic. And... Um, what question did you pick? Um, um, things, um, I'm going to say the, the premise on this particular one is it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And I think that really fits with yes. what, what you have going. So uh, in that, in line with that, what would you have to tell people or what kind of parting ideas would you have? Well, think about what do you dream for your future? What do you see? What can you look ahead to? Because if you never dream and keep your dream alive, your outcome will not be big. Dream big. big. Dream big. Bigger. Bigger. The biggest. The biggest. Beyond even what you can think. That's right. Or imagine. And I am a Christian. And one of the great things about internet radio is you don't have to be in a box. And it's like, dream, dream God-like. Thank you, Jesus. So. That's right. Dream big. And... Having that future, knowing that you have a gift and talent to share with the world, you do not want to leave this world without giving them that gift mm. because that was what's so fulfilling. And so my dream for the future would be for you to find out what your gift is and to fulfill it to the highest glory to God. I can't beat that. Praise him. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Charmaine. I just appreciate you and oh, continued success. Thank you. And this is Mary Reed from Hair, Head, and Heart, and we'll be back again soon. Now, one thing that we know is that there are just ginormous amounts of resources out there. Uh, if you if you can think it, you can uh, make it so. And there are groups that give money. There are groups. Uh, there were many at the uh, the business expo at the NAC office in Kalamazoo, Michigan. But some things are national, so you could look up SCORE, which used to stand for Senior Corps of Retired Executives, and it's actually much beyond that. Not everybody's a senior or not everybody's retired, but they do help your business, uh, according to them, build, grow, and thrive. And so just visit www.score.org, so SCORE.org, and you can get a great wealth of information. There are uh, different communities that are cited across the nation for building and building a 
prosperous community. And so generically, a mission statement that I found for one of the groups, uh, the National Alliance of Community and Economic Development Associations, uh, their mission statement says, community development improves lives and builds prosperity by maximizing the potential of a place. And that's what they were trying to uh, pull together and and showcase at the event that I attended. Now, you might be a decision maker who has money to invest. You might be someone who's trying to grow your own business, um, just bootstrap the income and whatever happens. Uh, but what happens when you are trying to work both ends of the spectrum? Uh, Dwayne is here, and he attended the NAAC Business Expo and shared with me his story and how he attempts to maintain that very delicate balance. And if you would, join me, and we'll learn some more about what they're doing for the city of Kalamazoo with Dwayne. Thank you for joining us again. This is Mary Reed at Hair, Head, and Heart, and I am just happy to be with you. Today we're recording from NACD uh, office in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and they're having a business expo. We talked to several people earlier, and now we are joining another person who has two hats that he wears. Well, probably more than that. <laughs> but um, the two that we're going to focus on are one with his insight as a neighborhood business development specialist, and he'll tell you what that really means. It's a mouthful. And also what he as a small business owner has experienced and some of the things that uh, it takes to be, you know, just a growing, achieving entity. And the person's name is Dwayne Powell. And Dwayne, thank you for joining me today. My absolute pleasure. Awesome. My absolute pleasure. Um, number one, how do you get that big, long title? It's um, longer, I actually. I shortened people. it. It's oh, actually Give a, us a the lot. official title. So neighborhood business and special projects coordinator is my actual role. So nice. I never say that. what does that mean? Because I'm sure these it's, happen everywhere. It does. So it actually is, it's actually uh, titled properly, but it just seemed like they could have shortened it. But it actually is titled Well, what does properly. it do? So neighborhood business, the city of Kalamazoo is really um, focusing on inclusion. Mm -hmm. uh, the downtown of Kalamazoo is doing an amazing job of redevelopment. Uh, we've got... Uh, in the next couple of years, we probably have $150 million of redevelopment happening in, in downtown. I'm being very conservative with that number, maybe closer to $200 million of redevelopment that will be happening. Nice. And, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we are also embracing, mm -hmm. you know, that growth and redevelopment mm -hmm. and uh, what that means to different communities Absolutely. and trying to come together. Absolutely. Um, you know, inclusion is more than just a term. Absolutely. It, it actually can happen. It, it definitely can. And so um, I was telling your one of your partners, I think your partner's from Nexus. Yes. Okay. Yes. About a little place that I went to the other day. It was just a regular meetup meeting. Mm -hmm. And there were maybe 10 people there. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. it was a barbershop mm. who also had a business that was, uh, a, a, you know, a, a setup. Um, eating, you know, but it was just things you bring in and it had some other, you know, very subtle pop-up businesses. Mm. So, and it was very clean, you know, very nice and wonderful. Um, and they had children there. One of the young men who uh, 
was in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He comes and he asked if they could sweep up the barbershop. So he actually had on a suit and a tie. I mean, they they covered all the parts. That's what small businesses do. And they had a little man uh, whose dad brings him for his haircut. And he was actually practicing his violin there. So that's what small businesses do. So is that what we're talking about? That's exactly what we're talking about. That's a prime example of the impact of small businesses. And specifically, neighborhood small businesses. Awesome. Uh, my, my mother, uh, who's from Kalamazoo, talks about what the neighborhoods looked like during the 70s when they were vibrant. When people from the neighborhood owned businesses that uh, that were in their neighborhood, so they could literally walk or bike right to, the, to their business. Um, as I, I mentioned earlier, is it, it provides another level of inspiration, visual inspiration, when you have a healthy neighborhood commercial corridor. We're in businesses of people that look like you, that, that come from the same background or come from the same areas, rather than having so many businesses owned by people outside of the neighborhood that really have a very low connection to the actual neighborhood. Yeah, that's another part we talked about mm-hmm. uh, or experience in Minnesota. Um, we do have just a myriad of groups. Mm-hmm. And so degentrification, mm-hmm. uh, it happens. It happens. Places change. Yes. Uh, people with dollars come in and they mm-hmm. might have their vision mm-hmm. and sometimes the people who are there, especially seniors mm-hmm. right now, are yep. de- being displaced Absolutely. in our communities. Absolutely. They have wonderful, wonderful properties Yeah. Um, and and basically they can't afford to live in their yeah. own homes anymore. It's very true. And by the time they're part of the process, mm-hmm. um, it's a little too late mm-hmm. for them to do anything. So our, yeah. our, in, in Minnesota, one of our biggest populations are the seniors. Are you... Are, are, yeah, you embrace it. Yeah, 100%. Well? It's 100% okay. of that. The thing about it is, as much as it is a financial issue, it's more of a psychological issue in terms of you being displaced, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't feel included. You know, right. you don't feel connected to what's going on and development is coming on. Uh, it makes you want to leave. So some people leave. Uh, uh, because it's a, not a comfortable. Because it's no longer a place that represents them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another form of gentrification. So that that's what we're, we're really fighting here in Kalamazoo is how can we be inclusive? How can we empower people? Being that Kalamazoo, to be tr- truly transparent, has a very high level of poverty. How can we empower people that are potentially in poverty or uh, living in our neighborhoods to own businesses to create that generational wealth? Uh, there's no... Uh, gap closer in terms of uh, in wealth and, and to remove poverty than businesses. Right. I think, uh, you know, it's a bridge. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. an opportunity for that. Absolutely. Um, that's a little bit about what you do. Uh, I don't know. Do you do them both in the day? or? Uh, no, but it's, 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 it's how do you, I mean, that's how, how do you balance uh, that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur during the day and I'm an entrepreneur at night. Okay, so explain that to me. Entrepreneur means you work within a company and you are innovative. Oh. So you're always looking for opportunities as I believe entrepreneurship, the key to entrepreneurship is find a problem, create a solution. So my job was actually created because we have a problem in our community in terms of not having enough neighborhood businesses. So, okay. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Do you have a percentage? I'm sorry? Do you know the percentage of, of uh, businesses or, well, you know, are there like 3% businesses here as opposed to like the main part of Kalamazoo? It's, uh, it's something kind of something kind of track it like that. But just to give you some stats on Kalamazoo, uh, the city of Kalamazoo has uh, over overall have a high population of poverty, including about 33%. Of people, so one out of three people in Kalamazoo are in, living in poverty. And for those who are outside of the Midwest, it's a Midwestern city. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, fairly populous. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah, uh, seventy-five thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, 
that's that's a that's a lot of folks. That's a lot of people. Now, if you go a little bit deeper and you say with an African American community, uh, it's it's about half. Wow. It's about half. So uh, it's it's it's. Do what, they still use words like disparity? Um, we're trying to transition to change to change the ethos and, and to have a paradigm shift in our community. So we're really focused on. Um, wealth creation, right? Uh, understanding that we are dealing with poverty, understanding that we're dealing with disparity, um, but but how can we empower people? So we're even changing the the language in which we use to okay. to begin to, to to change the minds of people. I think that's very important and mm -hmm. healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about how did you in your entrepreneurship mm -hmm. nexus? How did you come again? To, uh, entrepreneurship. So I'm an entrepreneur. I was born to be an entrepreneur. Um, I don't know anything else. I can't do anything else. Uh, with that um, being, I beg to differ. Yes. You said you're an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, so, but okay. I'm an entrepreneur by choice. Okay. I took this position by choice, not because I had to, is because I felt the need to advocate for the community in a way that it wasn't being advocated for. Okay. Um, so this was an opportunity for me to serve my community. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a financial opportunity for me. It was an opportunity for me to really serve. Uh, and advocate for a voice that really had been in city perspectives. Okay. So uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I own, I'm a real estate investor. Um, I'm also uh, I started Nexus uh, Nexus Community Network, which is uh, a social enterprise focused on uh, creating equity and inclusion for African Americans through entrepreneurship. Okay. So we focus on three three things: the promotion uh, and to providing of resources, uh, also the networking of African American businesses. So to really empower African Americans so we can deal with this poverty uh, that we're dealing with here in Kalamazoo. Again, entrepreneurship, the key to entrepreneurship, find a problem, create a solution. Major problem in Kalamazoo is the high, extreme levels of poverty in our urban areas uh, for people of color and specifically African Americans. So, with that opportunity, in which I've seen it, is how can we solve these problems? Being able to promote African American businesses, so to be able to help those businesses that are already here, how can we empower them with resources? Uh, and then also for those that want to start, how can we connect them to the resource? How can we connect them to the entrepreneurship ecosystem of this town so they can start the businesses that they truly? Of the dreams, of which the dreams. they could, which they could have. Absolutely. Um, and actually, things like laundromats. And, Absolutely. And, uh, whatever you need to sustain or support a community. Anything. I, I did um, notice that there were, you know, barber shops. Mm -hmm. Well, at least one, mm -hmm. and um, uh, things around here, and they're right next to some. Uh, well, the grocery store. I know mm -hmm. that uh, the director here had a big part of. I know that there. Are things, but you know, there, yeah, there's some things Absolutely. missing. Absolutely, I mean, so. I mean, it's the, you, full gamut. You, it's the full gambit of businesses that are needed. How do you connect with the individuals? Um, so it's word of mouth. So I'm from Kalamazoo, mm -hmm. I went to Western. Uh, my dad's a preacher here. Um, so I could say I'm decently connected. Uh, and uh, word of mouth is when you help a couple businesses, it kind of begins it's to spread. Yeah, so you're vested in the community. Oh, uh, yeah, I moved, I moved downtown so I could literally be physically make sure I'm connected to the community. So just, I network like nut. I'm a networking nut. So <laughs> okay. uh, as I'm here today, networking and helping and, and, and connecting people to resources. Um, what would be the best way, well, I didn't let you finish about next book. No, it's all right, but, it's all right. But um, how, how, when did you establish yes. it? And where is it in the, you know, the growth process, yes. the business process? So uh, October 1st, it'll be a year for us. Um, so we really, for the first year, uh, worked internally. We did help some businesses, um, but I wanted the, the gentlemen, I have about 15 guys that uh, we call it the Nexus Kings. So uh, 15 uh, African-American men uh, that 
that uh, we are all pushing and, and encouraging each other to become entrepreneurs so we ourselves can become uh, a part of the solution for the community in terms of removing poverty. How so, yes, yes, super excited. So, we want to be examples. We don't want to talk about it, we want to feel about it. So, we're pushing ourselves to all become entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs. The group that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. with the barbershop and mm-hmm. whatever, they are part of that kind of um, ecosystem. That's I guess. what it's and, you need uh, support. And um, there was an offshoot, or well, the starting group was something called Harvest Initiative, mm. and they specifically work with African American males. They are African males. African American. Where was it males. at? It's in Minneapolis. Huh. And uh, they are, you know, still growing, doing whatever, and huh. literally were established more than twenty years ago. I know one of the mentors. He's been under the wings of someone for forty years. Wow. And somewhere in there, Harvest Initiative. Uh, was started so anyway check huh. it out um but, yeah. but um yeah. it, it's a wonderful thing it's indeed all over it's... and so part of the reason i want i want to have uh, this type of format mm-hmm. is so that anybody anywhere can have some green information Absolutely. and they can use it anywhere Absolutely. but if you're in kalamazoo if you want to connect with Dwayne, yes, yes. um can you give us some contact information so uh Again, my number is public, so you can call me directly. This is a very brave man. Yeah, my number is public. I I work for the city. So uh, my number is 269-254-6709. Email P-O-W-E-L-L-D at KalamazooCity.org. So, again, I'm a public service, so my information, you can Google my information. You can find him. Yes. All right, so one of the things that we're doing with the interviews today is having people answer uh, questions on some different little uh, information or sayings that were out there by John Maxwell mm. and Walt Disney and people who have done amazing things. And so, what was your question? What did you decide you wanted to speak about? So, um, and you can have more than one if you. I'll, I'll take the first one here. What dreams do you have for your future? Um, really, I really see myself as uh, the 21st century. Uh, uh, Dwayne Powell, in terms of from a. a Marcus Garvey and Martin Luther King perspective. You know, I really see the dream of inclusion. I really see a dream of uh, where, where we don't have to talk about the disparities between races. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I see I, the future that I see that I'm working for every day is where people could feel good about who they are, where they live, and, and, and where they're employed. Uh, and, and how they serve the community economically. So just uh, the future I see is, is an empowered African-Americans that are that are economically healthy. That's healthy is that's why I used to be on the wellness channel. But I can bring that every place I go. This is Mary Reed here, head and heart. And I'm going to I'm going to say that not only this community, but all over, it, it's kind of, it goes in waves. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have economic prosperity, uh-huh. everybody's on the same page, mm-hmm. everybody's supporting each mm-hmm. other, and kumbaya all around. Mm-hmm. However, when that's not happening, mm-hmm. then you call Dwayne. Yes, <laughs> yes, servant for life. I'm Perfect. a community servant for life. Well, I appreciate you taking the time Thank to come out, and I also wish you continued success, Pleasure. your anniversary you. coming up for Nexus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is Mary, and I want to thank also Maddie Jordan Woods, the director of the NACD uh, Kalamazoo, and her VP of Business Development, James Lipsy, for giving us an opportunity to.
talk about these different things and avenues for people to explore representing their businesses. Uh, there isn't, it's not only a black thing or a white thing or a man thing or a woman thing. Everyone can benefit and there is money to be had. There's resources available. One I'll throw out here for people. Do you know that there is a National Coalition for Asian Pacific American Community Development? And the website to reach them is national, N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-C-A-P-A-C-D dot org. So just like it sounds, just the first letter of each of those parts, National Coalition for Asian Pacific American Community Development. Org. And it's been around since 1999, and uh, they have all parts of things, including an equity fund. So, you know, there's there's billions of dollars, hundreds and thousands of communities that are served with uh, just a variety of funds and national equity dollars. So I would say some terms that you want to seek out um, as far as uh, looking at things uh, for yourself, look at things like incubators or collaborator or bid documents, uh, resource funds, all of those terms and more to help you find what you need. And I'd say one thing that's in every community that's worth uh, looking into is SCORE. And I'll give you that website again, just generically. It's www score.org, and they will point you in the right direction. There are microloans available that are, you know, $10,000 or less. There's uh, SB, small business association loans that might be from fifty to 250000 and then uh, some larger loans that go up to $5 million. So there's no excuse to not at least explore. And I think uh, NACD, again, we're going to go to our, our last speaker of the day. And um, totally not, uh, it was just kind of hard to narrow down who we were talking to. But um, one of our last speakers, she is actually an African-American veterinarian, a female. And I'm, I'm actually closer to 100 years old than I am to birth. But until I attended the NACD Business Expo, I had never personally met an African-American female veterinarian. So I think you'll be surprised at what fun can be infused into something when you have passion for it. So let's join in on my discussion with Dr. Tanera Kroom. Thank you for joining us. This is Mary from Hair, Head, and Heart. And I am at the NACD Business Expo in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And for those of you who don't know Kalamazoo, like I mentioned earlier, it is Midwest. And so they have a lot of things going on here to help businesses grow, help people get where they want to be. Or if you're very, very unique, they're here too. <laughs> and so one of, our, one of the guests that I met today is uh, a founder, creator, everything involved in this particular business, but um, it's a veterinarian service and it's veterinarian service in 3D. So her company is called Vets in 3D. Can't get more simple than that. Um, this is Dr. Tanera Kroom and I just thank you for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. I've got to say, I, 
of the many, many people and things I've seen in life, I don't believe I probably ever met a black veterinarian. What? And if I did, I don't think I met a black and a female veterinarian, yes. too. I know people who want to be, but right. they don't actually do it. So tell us about even just your training and background. Man, breaking down barriers, huh? Well, you know, um, we're up here in Midwest, like you said. Um, but I can tell you this. Down south, it's a lot less out of the ordinary to find black female veterinarians. I did uh, one of the odd things for me as a Michigan resident and native is that I did not go to our state's vet school. So I did not go to Michigan State. I went away right after college down south okay. and I went to Tuskegee, which is a historic Sorry, location for us. It's I the only black vet school. Yes. The only one? The only historically black vet school in the country. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I think there's only like 30, maybe 32 by now. They're kind of adding a few more here and there. But as far as black, Tuskegee is it. Well, young people <laughs> and older people who just didn't commit or didn't think they could, we have a living, breathing legacy right here. And um, Tuskegee, she said. Yes. Yeah, so I'm saying Tuskegee. That's right. <laughs> okay. Got to represent, right? Awesome. Well, um, tell us about your practice. When did you start it and, and what is your specialty? Okay. Well, um, I've been working as a veterinarian for, for over 15 years, but I've only recently come out into the small business world as far as launching uh, my own veterinary service. So okay. I recently, within the past month, launched Dr. Croom's mobile veterinary service. Oh, my. Here in the Kalamazoo area. Um, I do travel outside the region a little bit, though, for a little bit of a fee, of course. But basically, I come right to your house. I come right to your house. I do the vaccinations for your cat or dog or other pet because oh I'm open to all kinds of pets. I used to have turtles and <laughs> rabbits and guinea pigs when I was growing up. Okay. And so, um, but really where it came from, which I think is what you were kind of asking, where this love came from, was from my parents. They were both teachers in Grand Rapids area, okay. uh, Mr. and Mrs. Croom, and my dad specifically taught the natural sciences. So he's the one that got me really into vet med, oh, and he's living a little vicariously through me right now, I can say. <laughs> so he was one of the ones we talked about earlier. It's like you want to, but you just didn't quite yes. make yep. it happen. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. That can be kind of tough. Uh, my parents were coming up from Knoxville, Tennessee, where they had gone to college and they moved up to Grand Rapids, Michigan. So trying to get into the Michigan State Vet School as an out-of-state guy and everything. It was just a was, lot of barriers. Yes, it was a lot of barriers. Well, so. I'm glad that he is able to impart to his daughter, yeah, you know, you could do a little of this, a little of that. Tuskegee, I'm right. going to say that again. <laughs> but, but did he lead you there or did you, in your research, just for Tuskegee? Mm -hmm. um, my parents just always raised us as um, with, the, with the plan and hope to go to a historically black college, at least for undergrad. So I did do that. I went to Xavier University in New Orleans for undergrad. But then for vet school, you know, they taught me. The choice is open. I mean, yeah, it's it's more competitive, so you get in where you fit in at the grad school level. But I was extra blessed to have been to have gone to both of them. So, so this is just how they raised me as to wanting to wanting that black college experience. Oh, it was so great. This is so excellent. Earlier we talked to a lady named Charmaine Eccles, and she does these books. For, to empowerment books yes. for young black women. Oh and it's like maybe she needs to do a veterans <laughs> series um, or a medical series. Well, I do have something. I mean, I Oh, don't... share with us. Can you hold it up and run? Yeah, this is. And, um, and um, 
inform the audience, I'm not sure if we're going to be video. I hope this is video uh, or, or only audio. So my apologies if you can't see this beautiful oh, cover. Beautiful. Um, oh, I just created a Doc McMuffin has nothing on it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. This okay. does show how, when I was young, though, like catching turtles that were going across the road, you know. And th this basically is a wonderful coloring book because it's culturally relevant. It shows, you know, an African-American veterinarian. She has locks like I do. Mm -hmm. You know, all the features aren't necessarily, you know, exactly. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> but it's not puppy monkey baby. Exactly. You know, you can recognize this and the activities and you can actually I can see the loving gestures yes, yes. so this is wonderful now is this book I'm, I'm going to say what it is it's called what kind of veterinary doctor correct yes what kind okay. of what kind of veterinary doctor do you want to be yes I my apologies don't have them my eyeballs okay <laughs> but um is this available it is available it's available on my website okay will you give give your contact information absolutely um vets in 3d.com which is v-e-t-s IN3D.com. And, um, <laughs> oh, is this going to be looking? They're going to see it as maybe. Right? Maybe you might get closer. We'll see. Oops. Over here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, if this does end up being video as well, then Vets in 3D, all of that information .com. is on the screen right now. Absolutely. Yes. So, that the, the coloring book is available in my store. Oh, awesome. So um, after you completed school and everything, was it very easy to slide into uh, the work? It was. It was, although my first job after vet school was going into the military. So I did go into the Army Veterinary Corps. That's something a lot of people don't know about. They don't know that veterinarians are in the Army or that there's a veterinary corps. Wow. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Just like the police, you know, they they're, have their special places and facilities exactly. that train their yep. helpers or their dogs. Exactly. So, yeah, it makes sense. We just don't think about these things and appreciate And by the way, as far as appreciation, thank you for your service. Absolutely. We wouldn't be here were it not for the military. So Blessing is a great experience, too. Really good experience, you know. So what's next for your company? What's next for Vets in 3D? Well, I did just launch, and again with the video, I'm not sure, um, but I launched the, the mobile veterinary service. So with the veterinary service, um, we come right to your home again. And um, at this point, we're not offering veterinary, or excuse me, surgery, um, no surgical services, but we do offer the vaccines, the rabies vaccine, um, in, in order for people to have their pet registered. The rabies vaccine is the only one they're legally required to have. So I can come right out to their house, give their pet the rabies shot, give them the certificate, and they'll be good to go. Good. But if they did want to get the other vaccines, like the you know parvovirus and parainfluenza, or the dewormer, if their pet has worms or something like that. What happens with, um, could they contact you with a, a demise of a pet? Like yes, um, I have just recently added um, euthanasia services to my repertoire. Um, so basically I would be able to come to your home for a pet that's ailing or is, it needs to be put down basically. So you don't have to take the animal in and that's just such a struggle. I, yeah, there there is a really horrific story, and I won't say who did this, but they had a rabbit who, rabbits usually live seven years, yes. and this one lived about 15. Whoa. And so in the middle of the night, or about four in the morning, we heard, you know, scurrying and boom. Uh -oh. And it's like, Joey, oh, are you no. there? 
long, long, long story short, Jory was gone. So just traumatized, didn't know what to do. Right. And so, um, yeah, it didn't end up all that well for Joey. He was left with his cage and a, a warm blanket or something like that um, in a park by a tree. Oh, <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. However, that's what happened to Joey. That's and so true. people need to have options. They need to know, call their doctor, mm-hmm. but even no matter if it's in the middle of the night, I don't know what, what should have been well, done. something like that, um, I mean, it sounds like the animal passed away, and then and they just were left with the, the animal's body, right. and they didn't know what to do there. So I, I definitely plan to make sure that I have that option available so that if I get there, maybe the animal has already passed away, and they, they don't want to have the animal necessarily still there in their you in know, their in their home, but what with the animal spirit going, you know? And and along those lines, last thing about um, uh, pets that pass away, it's just part of life. Yes. But um, do you offer any type of cremation services or anything like that? Um, I don't offer them specifically, um, but, but I do research on yes, so that I can give uh, a good reference. I don't want to just find someone who um, I think there are cremation services out there. There are certain associations, you know, that they can belong to that lets me know that they are doing certain things and that they have good customer service because okay. I, I don't want to send any of my customers to an, or, an organization that doesn't have a great customer service, especially for a situation like that. So, so I'm going to do my research, make sure I have good company that I could use and have a partnership with such that even if I did take you know, the animal there. And, and that's really for a lot of people. It's the, you know, a member of their family. Exactly. So you want to take care, care of your, yeah. your loved one. Yes, exactly. And treat them with respect. It's not a laughing matter, you know. It's no joke. So got to know when to be serious. Because anybody who knows Dr. Crum, the 3D printing veterinarian, knows that I'm very lighthearted. Um, I have a, I can talk to anybody. I love to giggle and laugh. Being a veterinarian allows you to do a lot of fun stuff and get out there. But there are times to be serious. So we yeah. Well, I got to say, she has, if, and if, I hope the video is out there, but she has laughing eyes. She has, she has happy, happy <laughs> eyes. And so um, it's good. It's really good. So we can trust Dr. Girl. Um, trust <laughs> one of the things that we are doing today is asking people about uh, a question kind of related to the business expo and, the, you know, uh, business in general. And so uh, you responded to the sheet that says, don't let failure be an ending. Make it a beginning. What is your comment on that? Um, Absolutely. Um, A failure or mistakes, we usually, you know, equate those to be the same. I don't necessarily think that a mistake is a failure. Absolutely not. Um, One thing that I did recently that I would consider a mistake is I had a live animal event about two weeks ago. And I did not put all my effort into really trying to get like sponsorship, real sponsors, real organizations here in town. So I wound up using my own money for the event, which, you know, I mean, it was still for the kids. I still had great turnout. It was wonderful. But my next time, I got to make sure that I start soon enough to try to get sponsorship. It's a little more difficult because I'm a for-profit. I'm not a non-profit. And so, you know, I think it's a, it's kind of like the mindset, knowing who to connect with. Yes. This with anything. In Minnesota, we have something, uh, it's a public benefits corporation. Mm-hmm. So it is a regular, you know, for-profit business. Okay. 
but um, it doesn't have maybe the same, it, de it definitely doesn't have the same perimeters or, or limitations okay. that a nonprofit does. Okay. And they specifically are put in place for you to do good. I mean, at okay. the end of the year, it, in addition to taxes and what other right. stuff you do, um, there's a statement that you give, you know, like, you know, how you help the community. And it doesn't have to be uh, a monetary thing. It's like for that benefit, that public benefit that you created this company for. Are you on task? Yes. And I thought that was so refreshing. I don't know if they have something like that in, in Michigan mm -hmm. or any other place, but public benefit corporations yes. for those of you who want to do good. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, you could do good at any level, but it's, true. it's just a different level. And I just appreciate that. And actually, that's what Hair, Head, and Heart is started and founded. Oh, Lord, I'm going to be bringing you back um, in about 40 seconds. I'm just going to yes. let you know be better. that you've got about, right. oh, when it ends, better, about a minute, <laughs> Thank a couple you. No better, minutes be better, do better. to uh, close I, I had a moment. Usually <laughs> was all, I was right caught up. But I appreciate you for being here. Are there, um, can you give your contact information just one more time for the group? And then we'll go from there. So again, everybody, my name is Dr. Tanera. I'm a veterinarian, and you can find me at my website, vetsin3d.com. Or DrKroom.com. Um, either of those, you can get in touch with me. And um, let's talk. Awesome. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, audience. We will talk to you next time. This is Mary Reed signing off of Hair, Head, and Heart. And I certainly hope to visit Kalamazoo often and watch their development activities. I wish each of you in the listening audience continued success through the week and feel free to reach out to NACD in Kalamazoo and some of the other resources I provided to see how your commitment and passion can be funded so the people you wish to serve can know better, do better, and be better. NACD's number 269-344-5490. And Nettensity Corporation, you can go to Nettensity, N-E-T-E-N-S-I-T-Y, dot com. Thanks again. This is Mary Reed Johnson signing off. Thank you for joining the discussion on Hair, Head, and Heart. With your host, Mary Reed Johnson. Mary steps from behind the chair to discuss universal topics and share passions and insights to help all ages and communities know better, do better, and be better. Join us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Check out Hair, Head, and Heart homepage on BBS Radio or visit 3 hwellness.org to grow with us.